right, welcome back everybody uh, to joining us on part two. Um, if you hadn't had a chance to, you wanna listen to this first section of this um, podcast, uh, we are here with uh, Temple Leffingwell and talking about her audiobook. Whoops, I Married a Bipolar and talking more about her journey and just some really good stuff. So we're gonna continue on. This is really, really good. Um, you mentioned about going to the, you know, getting to the hospital to get admitted and then to get uh, different medication. Um, kind of go a little bit, what, what is your position on medication? Well, I'm a believer now. <laughs> um, I, I certainly would rather he didn't have to take medication. I would rather I didn't have to take medication. But the reality of this illness is showing that unmedicated is a quality of life that can't be sustained. Mm. And the side effects of constant mania is really brutal on the brain. Yeah, devastating. So it's kind of a which bad hand do you want to pick? Gotcha. So I would rather see my husband uh, be able to level out with medication than to be in constant mania. So, it, and, and it's not that we haven't tried a lot of other things, you know, L let me say that. Um, if prayer could cure bipolar, he would have been praying. He would have been cured because right. we, we, we literally laid him on the altar at my church. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, I mean, the bodies are complicated. So yeah. if prayer was all we needed, there'd be no sick people in the world because there's always somebody that wants to pray for your wellness. And he's gotten plenty of that. So really, we're dealing with a brain. We're dealing with a sick brain. Right. And he not only does he need medication, but he has to do a lot of other things. He still has, he still has to take care of himself as any of us do, you know? Like you can't just take cholesterol medication and then eat bacon cheeseburgers every day. <laughs> then your meds are not gonna work. <laughs> so he has to take his medication and he has to abstain from abusing drugs and alcohol. And he has to, um, take quiet time for himself and he has to go for walks several times a day, you know? So it, mm. it's a big picture illness mm. and certainly the side effects of the drugs are terrible. I, I wish to God we could find another way. I, that's my prayer really is to find mm. another way because so far the medications are very hard mm. on the body and on the brain and and usually they stop working because they're having side effects. So right. he had a medication that was working well, mm -hmm. and then they started causing um, a disorder called tardive dyskinesia, which is a spasm of the face muscles and the neck muscles in the body uncontrollably. Like it would just be like, I mean, very stressful. Mm -hmm. that you don't have control that your mouth is moving your arms are moving you guys have probably seen the commercials for it mm. so then they have to give you another medication for that for the symptom. Yeah. Yeah. and and that one didn't hold either 
So we're currently, I say we, but it's he, is going through another med change right now. And, and they're making him sleep 20 hours a day. You know, so it, it is, I don't, I see how people just go off their meds. Because right. how could he possibly hold down a job? My husband is on disability. Yeah. After two years of this, we filed for disability. So, but can you imagine if you had to work a 40 hour job and be in a car for 10 hours a day and maybe manage other people or, you know, how would that even be possible? Right. So if you can apply for disability services, do it early mm. and, you know, get the doctors on your side so that if your spouse needs to go through treatment for a year or two, that he can be home and do that. Hmm. So yeah, so many uh, ripple effects <clears throat> and things that you don't know. With with um, we had one question on here, like you know, uh, we're talking about like opinions on causes and solutions for you know bipolar disorder, and then also kind of um, what's your position? I I'm imagining that there's things about marijuana on using it for bipolar disorder. Is that something that's like? It's like a thing now. <laughs> oh, it's a huge topic for sure. And mm. there's there are people that have bipolar disorder that swear that by that weed works for them, <laughs> but it doesn't. It's it's it, it, weed is a psychoactive drug. Mm. So bipolar is a psychoactive illness. So okay. it's like gasoline and fire. Wow. You, you can't put them together. It's a temporary fix, just like taking a shot of whiskey. Yeah. Sure. It's going to make you feel better for about an hour. Right. And you keep taking a shot of whiskey every hour. What's going to happen to you? You're not, your brain's not going to do very well. Right. So it, it's the same thing with marijuana. That hit of weed gives them an instant relief. Mm. from the anxiety from the stress it's you know just shuts it down for a minute so they believe that they're being managed by marijuana but they're not it's Mm. just like any other drug it's a temporary relief it certainly does not cure bipolar and in the long term it will cause mania and psychosis so it's 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 actually one of the worst things you could do for bipolar Wow. So I, anybody that's watching this, I know you, if you're smoking pot, you're going to get mad at me and that's fine. If it's working for you, I can say fine, but honestly, give it a couple years and you're going to find out that your husband is raging and he's rapid cycling and he can't, his medications won't work anymore because it's the THC is blocking it because it's THC is psychoactive and he's on an antipsychotic drug. So you're taking an antipsychotic and adding a psychotic. Wow. It's not theory. It's not about politics. This is science. Right. Know your science. That's what I'm saying. It's not about a belief system. Right. It's one chemical against another chemical. And if you smoke too much of that one chemical, it's going to win. 
Mm. So if you want to manage bipolar, the best way is not to take any psychoactive drugs at all. Like even cigarettes are psychoactive. Even mm -hmm. coffee is psychoactive. Mm. If you can remove any psychoactive drugs and any stimulants, that's the best way to get treatment because then you know exactly what bipolar is doing by itself without any other additives. And that's the best way they can find the right medication. Interesting. That being said, it's really hard to get people. It's hard to get anybody there, right? Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? Don't drink, don't smoke. So it's hard to get people to clean up and get to the place where they like, this is my new homeostasis. How can I help myself from this place? Right. It's right. hard. Right. But you have mania and you're like, <laughs> I'm stressed, you know, he's totally stressed out. The guy chain smoked like two packs of cigarettes a day for years. And then when he was diagnosed and they gave him bipolar medication, like his cigarette cravings went way down. Wow. And he's still ha holding on a little bit to that mm -hmm. nicotine addiction, the caffeine addiction, even weed. He'll smoke a little bit. He's working so hard to let go of that. Mm -hmm. But he does know the consequences. And we have to talk about that a lot. It's a tough subject for us because I'm like, just get rid of it. Yeah. You know, just stop that. But he's <coughs> sick. And right. his meds aren't working. Mm. so it has to be um something that you really have a serious talk with your spouse about on how you're going not just your spouse your team how yeah yeah how your psychiatrist yeah how your counselor and your spouse and you are going to help him to wean off of weed so that his medication will work properly it's these balances yeah, it's just a chemical balance. Is that right? Con it's a constant chemical balance. Yeah, and weed right now is 30% THC. Mm. Okay, when we were in high school, you guys, weed was 4%. Wow, that's crazy. That's almost... percent THC when we were buying it on the corner. Now you go to the store and you buy 30%. THC. It is dead. I know this is a silly question, but you know, like at the stores when you buy stuff, it has the ingredients on the back. Do they do that now with marijuana? Does it tell yep. you? Okay. It says right on the back, 30%, 42% THC, 12% CBD, you know, it's... But that's like if you buy it from like, a, is it a dispensary? I'm guessing that's where you would get something like that or... Well, authorized. Do you guys have dispensaries in California all over the place now? Yeah, we like like a like you can go to like yeah, there's a weed store. Or yeah, I think so. A whole bunch They're of them. every corner in Oregon and Washington. It's there's as many Starbucks and weed stores wow. <laughs> here. Really? So it's a huge problem now. It's skyrocketing. You know, kids it's are interesting to to know because I mean I know back I mean when we were in high school and people were purchasing marijuana they weren't going to a dispensary right you know. it wasn't on the corner <laughs> they're pulling up to somebody's house and how would that person even know what to tell you how much is in it so right so it, it is labeled just like alcohol oh, okay you know, 
Make up a bottle and it says it's you know, 30% alcohol, 100 proof, you know, 50 proof. That tells you, like, if you have a beer, it's a beer is like 12% alcohol. Mm -hmm. If you drink whiskey, it's like way up in the 70s. So it's just like any other drug. There are percentages. Wow. And, you know, some people can get away with having a beer too and be just fine, not have any problem. And then they take a shot of tequila and they're completely out of their mind. Yeah. <laughs> hot mess. Yeah, they're a hot mess. So hot. It's hot. <laughs> no, what is, what is, uh, what'd you say, TH? Um, what is TH? Um, the THC is the psychoactive part. Oh, is the, okay, gotcha. Part that gets you high. Gotcha. Okay, the CBD is what is in everybody's stuff now for pain relief. Um, they say it's not psychoactive, but it is. It is. So is there a, diff is there a difference between the, the, uh, the TH and the, um, the CBD? CBD is, is the amount of, of basically of the weed, right? Or, or the... No, it's a different element. I'm not a weed expert, so I have to okay. kind of fumble through okay. it. But it's like if you, um, a lot of people use it for pain relief gotcha. because we have cannabinoid receptors in the body. CBD will uh, go into those receptors and so will THC and calm them down. Yeah. So can't CBD is supposed to not affect you psychoactively, uh -huh. but... I know a lot of people that are affected by it still that take it and they feel like they've had a glass of wine. That's so right. it, it, you know, it's, it's probably, I would recommend if anybody wants to learn about the effects of marijuana on bipolar disorder, go to Instagram and follow Julie fast F A S T Julie fast. She's written two uh, really great books, one for the spouse, one for the person with bipolar disorder, and she's done a ton of extensive research on uh, what drugs are helpful, what drugs are harmful, what marijuana does, what alcohol does, what opioids do, and she does lives all the time. Wow. She's helped me so much already to be more informed on what my bipolar spouse is taking and how it's affecting him. I didn't even realize that nicotine was affecting him you know, caffeine, um, but marijuana, Chris has smoked a ton of weed over the past several years because it was the only thing that gave him relief. Mm. And it wasn't until he, you know, was under the care of a doctor that they were all saying, you have to stop, you know, we need to let the medication do its job. Mm. And so it's been a real struggle The the, the can there's, there is an emotional addiction to marijuana to have that instant relief um so i would say please follow julie fast and try to learn because really if you're going to smoke pot with a psychoactive illness like that it would have to be like a four percent and it doesn't even exist if wow. I, I we've been to the weed stores and i'm like do you have something like 10 percent thc and they're like nope wow so it's strong, wow. strong, strong stuff. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah. I was going to say, because I'll be... Does that answer, does that sound like a real answer? No, that, that's a super answer. Um, because I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I'll be at places and I'm super, I'm super sensitive to scents anyway. 
like um you know back in the day high school i could tell oh you're wearing passion oh you got obsession on this is this claiborne whatever i can i, I could they got too many now i don't I remember but oh but, my god are you wearing jacquard noir <laughs> I loved like Dune and you know Fahrenheit and all that stuff. <laughs> they don't know nothing. They don't know nothing about them since. That's a good. They don't answer. know nothing about polo and Jakar. Mm -mm, no, these eighties. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'll be like, man, okay, why do I smell weed everywhere? I'm like. There's not even wind blowing this way, and I don't see a car, but I can smell it. Like I'm like, there's there's no like no one around, and like where is that coming from? And it came from that car that zoomed by and blew their vape pen out the window. Right, and it's like, so no. Now that you're saying that, like like it's thirty percent, like that explains why. Like I'm, I could smell it. Like like okay. We're not even, uh, you know, in a certain area, and it's like there's nothing around. Why am I smelling this all the time? Interesting. Some of the edibles are like seventy percent THC. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I'd wake up next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's really scary. You take a Benadryl. Oh, it's way worse than that because first you get paranoid. You know, you get high, and then you get paranoid, and then you think about every bad thing that's ever happened in your life, and you worry about it and stress about it, and then you eat every cookie in your house, and then you pass out. <laughs> every it's way too strong. It's it's way too strong. I don't know why they're doing that. Like, I hope it changes because there's gonna be a lot of kids addicted to weed in the next five years in a bad way. They're all going to have bipolar, dude. They're all going to have psychosis. Yeah, that's like, man. Oh, wow. Okay. It's tough stuff. Yeah. I was going to, there was something specific I wanted to tell you guys about um, the, the frontal lobe. Say that again? You know, the frontal lobe. Oh, yeah. Please talk the free like, frontal cortex and stuff whoops yes um and, and i know i mentioned this the last time but only briefly i said my husband has some cognitive uh limitations and short-term memory loss mm -hmm. and um says my internet is unstable am i still there okay you're there um I, that's what I want the women to really understand is that every mania, every manic episode is hurting your husband's brain. And a lot of the people that I've talked to with bipolar disorder, like there's other groups of people that t talk about their symptoms and they always say, I can't remember anything. I forget everything so fast. And you know, I was wondering if it was, I was thinking, is it just my husband? But no, the women are saying that their husbands, are, they, they can't remember where they put their keys. They can't remember where they put their shoes. Everything is everywhere. Um, that is also a symptom of bipolar disorder. So we have to differentiate what's going on with the brain compared to what's going on with your spouse. I've had to teach my husband how to rewash a dish literally 
I don't know, 365 days in three years. Mm. I've done it every single day. Wow. <coughs> mm. So until that brain gets to level out and heal, you're going to be dealing with symptoms. Mm. So please just be as forgiving as you can and, and try to help them, you know, mm. instead of judging them. And finally, what the, the, the deal breaker, this here's, here's a hot topic. You guys want a hot topic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want a hot topic? Okay. How about cheating when they cheat on their spouse? Oh, wow. Yeah. That a lot of them are like, this is it. He ran off. He cheated on me. It's over. Okay. Mm. While he was manic, he ran off and cheated hyposexuality hypersexuality is a symptom of bipolar disorder hypersexuality mm. is not a fun thing hypersexuality mm. is when you have so much freaking dopamine and serotonin going on in your brain that literally you want to have sex with anything that moves mm. and if you do go out and try to have sex with everything that moves you're still not satisfied mm. it's a horrible side effect of mania that can happen to a lot of people so i tell people like what do you do do you stay with your spouse if they cheated and i say well if that happened while he was in mania and psychosis talk to him when he's not mm. and see if you can salvage your marriage because he probably didn't want to do that you know so i'm not excusing infidelity mm -hmm. right I'm just saying that your brain, when it's left to its own devices in a certain state, will do things that it never would have done. You know what I mean? Right. So you have to consider that. Uh, and, and why is that the final straw? Like you've lived with somebody for three years or five years that has been through mania and has been verbally abusing you and quitting their jobs and you know, running away for the weekends and disappearing, but then he cheats and that's the, that's the line you draw, mm. you know, like you need to step back like 10 steps and go, Oh, he needed help way over here. Mm. Don't wait until he runs off and sleeps with somebody before you go, this is a real problem. No mm. girl, it's been a real problem. Wow. Ouch. Did that hurt? That it's real stuff because then too, well, I shouldn't say then too, what, what comes to mind is the other, like how you, in the beginning, how you were separating the bipolar from the, from the spouse, whoever, the bipolar cheated, or the bipolar was the one that had the, the, like you said, the hyposexuality is with the bipolar, not necessarily your spouse so man that's interesting it's tough there's nothing nothing simple about this illness it's so mm. complex so you got to be on your own you got to have your mental health sharp as the spouse mm -hmm. make sure that you start setting boundaries as soon as you can you know setting the boundaries that you either participate with your treatment or we're not going to be able to be married. It's not going to work. I can't be married to mania. It, it's not a life. Mm -hmm. You can't be married to mania. It's not a life worth living. So 
if they don't participate in their treatment, unfortunately, what happens is they end up going off on their own. And until they've lost a lot of stuff, you know, lost mm -hmm. their job, end up in jail, and then it's mandated to get treatment. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping to prevent that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want the jails to be in charge of our mental health. Yeah. I want people to be able to call the crisis line, call a psychiatrist and say, I need help now. My husband really is sick. I believe he has some kind of mental illness. What do I do? Yeah. Is there a way that I can help him? Right. And get somebody, a professional involved, you know, but usually a lot of times women wait. And by the time they've gone through so much emotional abuse, they don't even have the strength to get that type of help. Mm. You know, mm. I'm strong. I've already been through abuse in my life. So mm. I was like, no, this is not going to break me. I'm going to call and I'm going to keep calling until somebody does something. And right. if somebody messes us up, I told them, no, I'm not going to stay with you. You're not giving us good advice. You're hurting us. So you have to be stronger than the illness or it will destroy your marriage unfortunately we talked earlier about um and we can probably uh wrap up with this like having your team you know what are your suggestions like uh, and building your team what pieces that you want to start what members are you want to get first in your team and you know what do you want to grow what what needs to be a part of your team because like you said if you're not if you even if you are a strong individual but so you're, you're not so strong what you know what what does that person need well the first thing they need is their personal group support their friends and family mm. um, if you are somebody who doesn't have friends and family that you can talk to and get support then you're gonna have to look to other support groups like NAMI N-A-M-I the National Association of Mental Illness Mm. Um, they have people that will support you. There's groups that you can get into. Um, I definitely know women in my support group that have no family members. Everybody's disowned them. They don't want that to be their problem anymore. They don't want to hear about it. Um, the bipolar spouse's family has shut them up, shut them down. They don't want to hear about it anymore either. So you have to push and go find your own support group. And then you have the support to say, I think I need to go find a psychiatrist for us. And the first thing that you can do, if you can get them to go, is to go in for a, a psychological assessment. And there are clinics pretty much in every county that you can walk in at 7 a.m and mm. see a psychiatrist and get a psych evaluation because mm. it's that psych evaluation that's going to dictate everything else. It'll get your partner a psychiatrist and it'll get him a counselor. So you got to have those two things. You got to have a psychiatrist, you got to have a counselor mm. and you have to have people in your life that understand that you're in a very tumultuous, complicated situation and, and they can't keep telling you to leave your husband. Yeah. It's not going to do, it's not going to help. It's not right. going to do any good because people don't leave abusive situations just because it's abusive. 
Mm. They will leave when they see that there's no other way to live with this. So, and that's another thing that has kept me is that I believe there is another way to live through this. I do believe that it, it is going to level out mm -hmm. because I've seen it. Mm. So get in support groups, call me. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk to women daily. They message me through Instagram every day. A different woman reaches out and says, uh, oh my God, look at what I'm going through. And I hear her and I ask her these three things. Is your husband medicated? Does he have a diagnosis? And what is your support system? Mm. Those are my three questions. If they don't have any of those going on, then you got to start at the beginning. Get, and then they'll talk about medication. But if you don't have those three pieces, you're pretty much spinning your wheels. Gotcha. Hmm. Where can we find you, honey? Yep. You can find me on Instagram on the name of my book, which is called Whoops, I Married a Bipolar. And that is the name of my Instagram as well. And you can also find my website, templesworld.org. My book is for sale on there. Um, P.S., the book, the book is not a how-to book on how to stay married to somebody with bipolar disorder. It is our story of what happened that we met. And I did not know he had bipolar, and neither did he. And the years went by, and the symptoms unveiled themselves. And that's where the whoops part comes in. But it's just the story of how we got to the realization that he was living with, that we were living with bipolar. Right. So book two yes. will be going through treatment with your bipolar spouse. Nice. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah. What's, what's projected? Um, I know you're working on it, but can uh, give the audience what's kind of projected date? Oh, okay. <laughs> you're on this, like, let's put a date on it. <laughs> Here comes the accountability, Yvonne. Okay. Um, I would say I, I probably would have that written in the next three to four months. Okay. That's fair. I have two chapters written, so who knows? You'll, you'll not that. I love it. I love it. The A word, accountability. Accountability. <laughs> the accountability buddies are here. By March, April, 2021, we're going to look to have you back on, if not before then, but definitely yes. um, releasing that one. And, and the reason why, I mean, just Temple, thank you so much. Um, really appreciate you and your um, sharing your journey and uh, allowing us to come along and, um, and also to spread the word and that you're helping um, and encouraging so thousands um, uh, of others in the same situation and for those that have people that they know that are in the same situation. So, you know, getting, uh, get her, um, get her book and her audio book, uh, get both, uh, <laughs> read it. No, when you can. Just only the audio book. My, my, my print book is not professional. Oh. It's, it's uh, just on a PDF. I don't want to put that out there. Oh. Just the Get the audio book only. Got, well, get the audio book for sure, because that one is professional and 
clean and you hear her voice, her story, uh, the same, just like what you hear here. Yeah. In the podcast, you hear her tell the story. And um, yeah, it's, it's one of them raised eyebrows. Whoa, all right. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's Temple. So, um, but it's good though. And this is so helpful. And so we'll look for that. Um, yeah, you're going to be biting the bit, waiting for the next one. <laughs> Christy, what's the, you, you said before we started, uh, what I said, chapter one, you, you said, I can't believe she said that, but she, oh, yeah, she said that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I would, the, the slutty drunks pray too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah even slutty girls pray. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want anybody to feel like, you know, you have to be a saint. Yeah. to say that you're sticking with somebody or, you know, there's yeah. a lot of embarrassing things about my life that I had to put into this book so that people had to know that I'm a real person who does some real dumb things in my life. And hey, I married somebody with bipolar disorder, but it sure is teaching me how to grow up. <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's on purpose. It's okay. Even if yeah. you were a party girl or a slutty girl or a drunk girl, it's okay that you married a bipolar <laughs> and you can get through it too. You can pray for help. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, like I said, and I told you you before personally, um, but it's just an encouragement to, um, to hear how you stuck along your husband's side and like you're encouraging others to stick alongside where, you know, yeah, there's several others that, you know, want to or, or feel that they need to or making a choice to leave, but that just speaks to you. And I, and I told you from a, from a male's perspective, it's like, no, you're right alongside with him. And when it's something that he can't control, um, you know, it's a, it's a, um, a disorder. So it's like, uh, and if you and if you did leave, and that that could spin into a whole nother thing, like you said, worrying about what would happen to him, what would he do to himself, um, or bipolar do to him if you're not there to support and help him through. So it's really, um, it, it's really a testament to you as a a, a woman, uh, um, you know what I call like the help meet that sticks to the side mm -hmm. and supports and sticks through all of this and. Um, um, it's just big kudos. Um, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that's uh, okay. I knew you were gonna get me to cry before I know. over. <laughs> I do not, but it's know. great how amazing and wonderful you are. Yeah, it just says I know. I, you know, I don't know. All I can say about that is every person makes a decision on what they can live with and what they can't, you know, and I'm not encouraging anybody to stay in an abusive situation. Sure. Right. You sure. got to make that personal decision on how much you can take and what you can live with. If you walk away, it's, it's, a, it's personal. And I'm mm -hmm. certainly not a saint because I stayed it, you know, I just happened to have dealt with enough crap to know what I can take and what mm -hmm. I can live through. Well, and honey, you've, you, and I can just kind of interject real quick, just so that the audience knows you've done a lot of personal inner work before meeting yes. your husband and during meeting your mm -hmm. husband. So it, it's, it's a combination of both of you really working at it. Showing up. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, Christy. Cause yes, I, 
I've spent 20 years in a spiritual living practice, studying metaphysics and the law of attraction, um, studying the power of prayer. Um, I thought that my husband was my answered prayer because I was praying for a mate. Mm -hmm. And he showed up and he fit all the things that I asked for. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Little did I know that he had a surprise for me. <laughs> but I... I told Christy this, I think a couple days ago when we were on the phone, like just because you are somebody who's a conscious person and you're in alignment and you feel protected by spirit or your source doesn't mean that you're not going to get tragedy right? and chaos and a backpack full of challenges. So life happens. What you signed up for. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to get through it together. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Christy, if anybody, no, Christy has had more challenges than I think any human being should be allowed to have. And so, and she still puts a smile on her face and says something funny. So, you know, to me, that's a testament that God lives in all things, in the tragedy, in the pain. God yeah. is still in the room, you know. So don't worry about having to have some kind of dogma around your spiritual principles. It's just more important that you are, that you feel connected to something mm -hmm. that feels like love to you, that feels like grace to you and yeah. you'll find your way, you know? There is always someone out there willing to help. That is probably the biggest takeaway that I've ever had in my in my growing up of struggles is, you know, maybe our inner circle that you're with right now aren't people that you can reach out to. There are people outside of that circle yeah. that have lived your circumstance, who know your situation, who may or may not, you know, have all the right answers, but there is, they can connect and relate at some kind of level. And sometimes it's just a matter of, like you said, join a support group, join a dance group, like who knows whatever. God knows exactly universe, whoever want, whoever your, your beliefs are, there are people out there that can connect with you and can get you where you need to be and the information that you need to be. It's just a really important to reach out because yes, oh, yeah. we're all in it together. We all can help each other some way, somehow. So I lost a lot of friends. Oh, I did too. And family members. Because they had no clue to know how to help me, nor did they want to put up and tolerate what I had to deal with. Right. Or it was just too hard to watch. Yes. Either it way. Hard, it gets too hard. And so everybody has their mm -hmm. limits, right? And people tell me, oh, I would never be able to, you know, do what you're doing. I'm like, well, you haven't been faced with this. So you really don't know. Yeah. Right. You know, you've, you've gotten through your challenges. Right. So you don't know. My favorite is, is well, if you just do it this way. <laughs> yeah okay Family, yeah. Right? yeah but yeah don't ever be afraid to reach out there's I, like 100%. you said there's a hotline there are there are people and avenues it's just a matter of finding them yeah. it's just a matter of finding them and, and having them brought into your circle so that you can reach out and connect and get the help that you need to get help with and re and reach out now don't wait till it's like yeah last and you you have um we just did an episode talking about choices 
and you have a you have choices. Um, there's op there's options and opportunities, um, and there's help, like we've been saying. So choose now to start with that that person that you can pour out to, or that group, or if it's just a hotline, you say you know you don't know anyone, um, or uh, don't trick yourself out of help by saying, well, no one would relate to this, or right. no one no one wants to hear about my you know, get past you so that you can help you. <laughs> right. help, help yourself kind of thing. You know what's weird is my girlfriend, my best friend, she said, I don't know who, I don't have anybody to share your book with. And I said, isn't that interesting? Because there's 2 million people that have bipolar disorder. Right. It's a secret. Right. It's a secret that people are keeping. Mm. And it, there's a reason why, because it's it's just so hard to tell people what you are dealing with because first thing they're well, going to yeah, they you know they carry shame and embarrassment you know they don't want to be judged so it takes like we we were just listening with our other podcast earlier it's bravery yeah. right you got to be brave to reach out and say this is my ugly plate can right. you help me deal with it yeah 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 100 percent Wow. This is wonderful. Thank you so much, Temple. Um, yeah, no, this is really good. And this is so important. Yeah, because like you said, now at this time, because holidays are here. These are the tough. This is the toughest month of the year, regardless of a pandemic. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So this is perfect timing. This is so important that we talk about this. I'm so proud of you. The help is needed. I mean, not only are you were talking about, you know, like whether it's family members or friends who either can't, um, don't want to deal with it or don't want any parts to deal with it. Um, or, you know, it could be at the, at the family gatherings in the past where it's like, oh, they're going to bring so-and-so and you know how they could be. Well, now there's, if we're staying safe, there's none of that anyway. So now you already know in advance that you're going to, we just passed, you know, at the time of this broadcast, we just passed Thanksgiving, which was one of the most isolated Thanksgivings ever. <laughs> in yes. my lifetime. Yeah. And, um, at least my in family does support me and Chris 100%. That yeah. is a huge piece. Cause I had to have that talk with them. Then I said, look, my husband's sick. I know it looks like he's a really bad guy. But the truth is, he's really sick. Yeah. And I, I need you to just understand that. And if you could support us and not tell me that I have to leave him, just help me get through this. That's the way that you can stay connected to me. Otherwise, we're going to end up disconnecting. Yeah. And that was the way that it switched for them in their mind. Mm. Oh, okay. It, it, they got it. And now yeah, but they're either on the team or they're not mm. They're on their team or they're not. My dad read my book. Mm. Awesome. I, I, mean, I didn't want my dad to read my book. <laughs> <laughs> First chapter. What? <laughs> I, I did not want my dad to read my book. And he said, no, I'm your dad. I'm supporting you. I'm buying that book and I'm reading it. I said, okay, man, but I warned you. <laughs> And he's been, he's been a little shaky ever since then. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a very shaky topic to talk about. Yeah. 
and you don't want to see your loved ones go through it. That's how people stay hidden. But awareness right. is recovery. Mm. Awareness is recovery. Yeah. Don't keep the secret. It will keep you sick. Right? Yeah. Yeah, says that. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's awesome. Um, that's my wisdom. That's all I got. We love, you guys. we love you. I love you guys. You are the best. I love you so much. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. And um, I, I just can't wait to see where this goes for the two of you as well. So God bless you both. And I adore you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Love and appreciate you. And please, everybody, um, uh, once again, you want to go to templesworld.org is Temple's website and but probably the quickest and the most effective way to get in touch with her is on her web I mean her um, Instagram IG which is whoops I married a bipolar reach out to her she's opening up the the doors um, you will get help get her her audiobook and you can find the links and stuff on her pages for um, the audiobook it's there it's a great listen and um, um, yeah, until until March or April, until the next one. <laughs> yeah. And how you know how going through the treatment and um, but she can uh, she can definitely help you with, um, and maybe even direct to join her group um, um, as well. So thank you everybody, and we are going to close this episode. And um, um, uh, this is just another great day on the caregivers care jar and um, bless all of you caregivers as we're going into the Christmas holiday and other holidays um, um, and to the new year with this uh, we, <laughs> we've all had a 2020 that we're that is happening for us and not to us <laughs> right <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh, this, as I love her <laughs> I'm going to start using temples like COVID. Is, that's, I don't have to respect COVID. <laughs> I don't have to respect COVID. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but un until, until next time, the next episode, um, if you are listening to this on time, join us for our, uh, we'll be on our year anniversary for the podcast. Please share um, and uh, subscribe, uh, and we'd appreciate it if you would share this. If you're finding this being helpful in any way, share this with others that know, um, that you know that are not caregivers or in the industry or are just um, uh, need to hear some good things where they can support. Um, and find us on our caregiverscarejar.com as well as our webpage, and you'll see uh, Temple's links to Temple's book on there as well and um, to all of her other contact information. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you on the next broadcast. Signing off, this is Vaughn, the voice brander, my co-host, Miss Christy, and Temple Leffingwell. Did I get it right? That's right. <laughs> all right. Love you. Love you.